Bye, you guys. It's me, that girl, Janaya. Y'all know what it is. Welcome back to another entry of the Delusional Diaries. Let me just start by letting y'all know how happy I am right now. Yes, I clocked out of work an hour and 10 minutes ago, so that has something to do with it, but the bulk majority of my joy right now is stemmed from the fact that the podcast has had 110 streams. Five episodes? 110? God damn! Y'all are like listening for real, it's getting weird. Stop being weird. (laughs) Not stop being weird, but like, like this is starting to get real if it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I'm at a loss for words. From the bottom of my heart, you really have no idea, especially the timing of this milestone, what it meant to me. Like, I am just so happy with this decision to do something that my heart told me to do. And seeing it like come into fruition and like pay off, people are like actually listening, actually talking to me about the stuff I talk about actually like following me and then like tuning in afterwards like (laughs) i'm okay like it's getting weird you guys i do have a fear of being perceived hence why i kind of thrusted myself into doing this but i mean it's starting to go away because like look at the results this is so great and i just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in i can't believe we're at six right now. Like, every time I come here, I feel like I'm like, I can't believe it's two. I can't believe it's three. I can't believe it's four. But no, for real, I can't believe it's six. So then it's like weird thinking in terms of the future. Like, don't let me be saying, welcome back to entry 103. Like, what? Uh, guys, I'm freaking out. I am freaking out. But you know what I brought to soothe some of that away and to celebrate us? Because this is shared between all of us, you know, like, I know I'm the one chatting stuff, but I couldn't have done this without you guys and all of your support. So, yeah, I got a shot here. One shot for over 100 streams. Cheers to TDD and all the success that's yet to come. I love you guys. Thanks so much. Cheers. Woo! Okay. Okay. Sorry, I had to give some ASMR for our audio listeners. The shot was amazing. This podcast is amazing. You all are amazing, whoever's listening to this. I love you. Thank you guys again for being here with me. taking time out of your life to dedicate to either watching or listening to me blabber about whatever the fuck and the fact that you're here again shows that you're ready for some more blabber so let's just get into it i mean we're making our rounds you guys like i can't lie i'm loving the pattern i feel like hopping around with topics works for me because i would have gotten bored just talking about the same thing over and over and over every week so we're back to tv box talk and you guys oh i'm not trying to cry during this entry but i had to talk about 
one of the greatest shows of all time. And it didn't hit me until it was over. But the fact that I was, like, I was present to watch the greatness happen in my face. And I was a part of that, like, culture swept in by this show. I'm going to forever be thankful. It's definitely giving my show that I'm going to tell my grandkids about when I'm, like, 80 or something. Like, but you need to watch, uh-uh-uh, because... Oh my God, it was this, that, the third. Everybody loved it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm trying to like, oh, my bad, y'all. I'm trying to put in fillers to not say the show. So let me just get into the title because today's entry, entry six, is titled Insecure Helped Me Realize Who I Was. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. I'm not going to say we're never going to have another Insecure because, I mean, Issa Rae continues to make heat. But what I will say is we're never going to have another Insecure. <laughs> like, does that make sense? That show? Roses, 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 roses. I'm throwing roses forever. That's literally my favorite show of all time to this day. And I can't really express enough how much it helped me realize who I was. But that just goes to take off my hat to Issa Rae because what she was able to capture, mind you, in five seasons, not even a lot of seasons, not a lot of time. Were those like eight episodes each or ten? I'm feeling eight-ish. So she didn't even have that much time. But what she was able to do... What? What she was able to do... In those seasons, in those episodes, mind you, with 30 minutes is like beyond me. I just love that show so much. We're going to get into details on why, but I just had to give Issa Rae her flowers. Issa Rae, I love you. Point blank, period. Everything she does touches, everything she does touches, everything she does turns into gold, like, if her name's attached to it, I already know off rip it's going to be fire. And I'm not really questioning anything she does moving forward. Not that I ever did in the past. But, I mean, she has insecure under her belt to where it's giving like, <laughs> to me, her insecure is how when Chance the Rapper said, I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. I mean, not to get into his life, you know. But that's how I feel with Issa Rae with Insecure. Like, she's never going to fail. She's going to keep eating forever. As long as she chooses to keep putting out content, it's never not going to eat, you know. Like, I'm just in awe of her and that show. And what I was trying to say earlier is how I was thinking about how when I was watching it, like, we were watching it in real time, like, we were a part of history, y'all. Do you realize that? Like, what the fuck was that show in a good way? And the way it had us all in a chokehold just goes to show. Like, I honestly don't think she knew exactly what she was doing, but she had an inkling on what she was doing when it came to every detail of that show. There's so many things I could give my flowers to. The actors, the storyline, the intertwining of the storylines, but everyone also had their separate paths. The soundtrack, the location. I love California. Like, uh, but then it was like based on her real life, but then she added in elements that weren't attached to her real life. 
but the bulk of it was like based on her journey through life like what like let me read you this note i wrote which is true Issa Rae is one of my favorite creators ever she'll never not get her flowers for me because what that's literally what i wrote like what what girl broken pussy what maybe it's dry as hell maybe it really smells broken pussy oh my god she's literally a genius like <laughs> i'm hearing more of the song in my head and i'm like this girl is fucking insane but i love her like it's just so many parts of the show that were flawless i'm gonna backtrack because i don't know if i'll post it maybe i'll post it i'm gonna say i'm a mind reader or like a future teller or something because before insecure was going on but i made the realization prior to netflix doing this how like we did not have access to like black tv for real for real like the last i can remember of seeing a show with the whole cast being black is back to my childhood like sister sister damn let me pull up the shows i gotta find what i'm talking about it's it's weird because i made a finsta post talking about how much i miss these shows and then netflix did that like relaunch where they brought all those shows to their platform to where it's it's quite obvious like we did we don't have that we rarely get that is what i will say like i can name 10 million y'all i'm so sorry i am so sorry <laughs> i just logged into netflix i haven't been on here in a hot minute also i'm gonna say not love is blind after the altar out now I'm watching that right after I finish filming this. Let me get to what I was talking about though. What? I gotta tap in afterwards. But seriously, there's like so many shows that... Moesha, yeah. Girlfriends, The Parkers, classic. Like shows like that, we didn't have that. I would say, personally speaking, from like my my middle school years all throughout high school, like I didn't have a show like that that like showcased black people, black excellence, black troubles without the trauma attached. Also, I might add because if I was seeing it, I feel like it had trauma attached, which no didn't i just tell y'all i don't like no fucking crime no i don't want to see the shit i deal with on a daily it's my life so i'm trying to run away from that so it was never my kind of thing but shows like that they literally had to bring it back because they were not producing like content made for us by us also i'm gonna say to where insecure just came in and did what she had to do Issa Rae, of course, like she really came in, shook things up, especially for like this time period that we're in right now. And she made a motherfucking hit. Like what? Granted, I know the Emmys just happened and she didn't get her 
she didn't get an award for that. I didn't even know she was nominated, but obviously she should have been nominated if she wasn't. Like, don't fact check me right now, but if she was nominated, she should have won for whatever she was categorizing because she needs her flowers, period. Maybe she won't get them for Insecure now, but she will get them for Rap Shit, and we will get into that when the time is right, okay? But, like I said, like, basically, I'm gonna call it what it is, like, the TV world was dry. There were no black sitcoms that were giving for real. If Issa Rae hadn't came in when she did to give us that show, that also that experience of like being on Twitter when the episode came out and everyone's live tweeting it, talking about this, that, and the third, and being like, what the fuck? Or that shit was so funny. Like, are we gonna get that again? Yes, Euphoria was giving some of that. But I'm not going to say it's an unpopular opinion because I said what I said, but Insecure is better than Euphoria to where it's not giving Insecure. Like, I don't know when we'll have that again. So that was a moment in history for me after the fact. Like, I realized that afterwards, but that was iconic. Like, she had Twitter in the palm of her hands every time she dropped a little episode for 30 minutes. Like, I just love, love her. And... I'm gonna rewatch that show until I check out, like dead ass. I don't care. <laughs> I'm a show rewatcher also because also I wrote here how literally last week, it was either last week or the week before, I rewatched season five. Like I've seen I've seen the show multiple times. I did like a full rewatch recently with mom because she had never seen it. So I had to put her on and of course she ate it up. Like, I knew she would because you can't not like Insecure. That's just how I feel. So I did a rewatch with mom, but we didn't even watch season five together to where I did season five by myself. And it was hitting right around the time, like, I watched it because I literally cried on the last episode because I was feeling Issa too hard during season five, especially like, I'm in a space right now where I feel like I want to fast forward to the part of my life where everything's going to be okay. Like, y'all, I be stressing the fuck out. I don't want to say tweaking, but... <laughs> like, sometimes I be tweaking. I be tweaking for real. Like, I feel like... And don't come for me, y'all. Like, just hear me out. When my eyes are closed, I feel like I'm going to just be 23, living at home, in my hometown forever. Like, when the fuck am I going to get out? Not to say I'm not thankful for this time period, which is what I'm going to get into later. But I just get so stressed, like, that my life isn't progressing the way I thought it would. And, like, I feel like time's running out. Haven't established, like, an actual career that I want to pursue like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing what is my future gonna look like thought I knew it a few months ago life did a 180 on me I know nothing what the fuck is going on like I'm freaking out every second but I try to come back and like appreciate where I am right now like whenever the time comes for me to move out of my childhood home not to say I wouldn't return, but like, oh my God, I won't just have 
like my family 10 minutes away from me and I won't have my mom down the hall and shit like that. So I got to come back to reality, you know, it's like a, what's that thing? Y'all know what I'm talking about? At the park where it's like one person sits here and the other one sits here and it goes like this. A A seesaw? Don't quote me on that. I think it's a seesaw. But literally, life feels like that a lot to where that season five was hitting different. Like, I'm trying to fast forward, but I'm also trying to appreciate the journey because that's literally what her life was showcasing all through those five seasons. Like, to think who she was season one with Lawrence. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. With Lawrence ass. I mean to season five to still end up with Lauren's ass, but he was evolved, she was evolved, they were both healed. They created a narrative that was best for them. Like, it shows so much growth. Also, all throughout those seasons, like, seeing her in like different periods of her life, still trying to figure her shit out. But like, I'm gonna say she never really lost that fire for knowing what she truly wanted out of life. She might've like dulled it down throughout those times but she never really lost what she wanted out of life so like how inspiring like i love isa d i love isa ray like what the fuck uh she just ate the whole show so let me see what else i wrote like i feel like i could talk about it all day because that's the way i feel that insecure helped me realize who i was was the fact that i relate to isa's character a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of times it goes those days like i relate to her character a lot i'm kind of twitching because yes even down to the relationship stuff but (laughs) but hold on i think because also like one of my rec centers is this interview i recently watched of her that was fucking phenomenal because I just found out found out about drink champs. I didn't know that was a thing until I saw this interview with her. The interview was like two hours long and it was fucking spectacular. And I didn't know y'all were up in arms about her cheating on Lawrence when Lawrence was hella bummy the whole time. Like, okay, okay. Be fucking for real. The first thing I'm gonna need y'all to do is be fucking for real because... If the situation were reversed, if the genders were switched, how come men get to do whatever, but when a woman does what a man would do, it's like, oh, how could you? To where I don't go to in on her for cheating on Lawrence. I'm sorry. He was giving bum. He didn't do nothing for her birthday. What? She had to go get some D. That's okay. She wanted a hug. Lawrence wasn't giving no hugs, no kisses. Are you dumb? sorry to where I don't fault them both for what they chose to do next personally like he was giving bum should she have cheated maybe not but she did it so fuck it he left do I blame him no because she cheated but he was being bummy so it's like uh, it's literally giving seesaw again like I don't go in on either of them for it but on the interview she was saying how people were going at her crazy like they were coming at her crazy because in the show also people are so fucking weird in the show she cheated on lawrence so like in real life they would be going in on her like uh-uh how you cheated on that black man that strong black man child please okay <laughs> like all right 
chill. Like, I relate to her character a lot. I'm going to say mostly right now, it's the career aspect of things. Like, to see how she transitioned from the nonprofit to, like, figuring out how she wanted to approach that idea she had in her head but didn't know what that looked like. To literally becoming a vibe curator. That's what I'm going to call it. Like, she was going around creating vibes to showcase black art in the motherfucking community. Like a motherfucking iconic ass bitch. Oh! Are you kidding me? Like, you guys, come on now. It's just too iconic to really put a finger on. I don't know. I just loved watching the whole journey. And it's interesting because I didn't really know watching it the first time, like what career path she was going to pursue after the nonprofit. But I think that just show, that just shows how like, not that life, life is unpredictable, but it's kind of like you make your reality, if that makes sense. Like she knew what she wanted to do, but didn't know exactly how she wanted to do it. And then it seems like life just carved out a way for her to create her own career where she got to do what she loved. And it was like a win-win, like, my idol, my queen, her in the show and her in real life, like, seriously. So, we love Issa over here, in spite of all flaws, I don't give a fuck. Would I have cheated? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm also, like, I'm a birthday kind of bitch. How you gonna forget my birthday? Oh. Like, don't be for real. Don't be doing that. They didn't go out or nothing. He was just sitting on the couch for two years, you guys. Come on. That's a long time. Daniel was fine, too. Like, come on. Y'all got to be honest. Like, be fair. Be fair, please. Because I'm not tolerating the... What's that called? Damn, why am I having a brain fart? Um, I don't want to say stigma. Double standards. I'm not tolerating double standards. We don't do that over here in real life and on TDD. Don't play with me. I'm not really hearing that, y'all. So, yeah. That's what I have to say about Issa. Like, I'm just forever giving roses forever <laughs> in the show and in real life. Um, let me see what else. Yes, like I just said, like she showcased so many types of black people that we haven't seen in decades. Mind you, it's black people we haven't seen thus far. Like even thinking about how Dro's character, his wife were in an open marriage. I've never seen that on TV ever. I'm not going to lie to you. Never seen that. Molly's character... I'm not going to say was even stereotypical. I think she was just a real depiction of older black women in real life. I could say I know a Molly. Like, I know a Molly. Um, a lot of black women carry around that energy to where she depicted it pretty accurately. Did I always love Molly's character? No. In her healing era, she ate. Like, I have to be there for that. Like, I love the whole journey of things. Lawrence, I'm not going to say typical, because not typical. Their relationship was 
so cute that I'm not going to get too into it right now. But just your, not, it's not even stereotypical. Just like your average black guy who had his dreams, but they didn't pan out the way he thought they would to where he got defeated by them and let that like era of his life consume him for a long time, which is why I can't go too in on him being bummy. I know I just said bum like 80 times, but I can't go too in because damn, you could say I've been in a place like that before. I be feeling like that sometimes too, to where it'd be like that. Two years is a long time. I also don't forget birthdays, so uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but it was showcased in real life situations, you know? I can't go too in. I could say I know a Lawrence, like I know these people. These are like real depictions of people I see in everyday life, have had encounters with, dealt with and stuff to where it just feels nice to be like represented in a non-stereotypical way for one. And two, as human, I feel like the times I've seen black people in television, it either teeters on the fact of heavily trauma-based why the fuck would I turn on my TV to open my eyes and see some shit? I could quite literally go outside and, I don't know, shake my ass in front of the wrong person and then just encounter it myself. Like, you know, uh, I try to stray away from that shit because it's traumatizing. You know, I'm just like, why would I do that when I can actually see who I see black people to actually be considering, you know? I am and... I know the real. I feel like not a lot of people can say the same thing. Um, I mainly mean that as in non-black people because I feel like they just create a concoction of what they think black people are in their heads and just run with that along with what they see on TV when we're like literally humans. So I don't know. But besides the point, you know, like all those characters are just so iconic, even down to Tiffany, bitch. I know a Tiffany. Didn't really care for Tiffany's character. Kind of how I feel in real life too. But that's besides the point. Like, I know a Tiffany. Um, more, I'm not going to say uptight, but a little, you know, a little snooty. Better than energy. But also down. Like a down-ass bitch. I have to respect her for that always. Loved the storyline of her dealing with postpartum depression cause very much real. Again, I can't go to in like the way the show is essentially real life to me. Like I kind of think of that show as a documentary if you will, but it was a whole ass <laughs> comedy. It's just funny how like real it was. And I'm pretty sure there's people outside of me who could relate even further to those characters to where it's just real life stories that she chose to tell in a comedic sense if you will not that the whole show was comedy but she chose to tell it in a different way but these are very much real life situations that black people go through i mean people go through in general but specifically black people and she ate the fuck down i'm gonna stand it forever like the show is too good um let me see yeah <laughs> Literally, like I said, with those Netflix shows relaunching, I gotta get my 
list together because I know I said like Moesha, the Parkers, Sister Sister. I started watching Half and Half on Netflix. I didn't know about that show until I saw it. But shows like that, like those were the last depictions I've had of black sitcoms for real, for real. Family Matters, like, okay, Fresh Prince, Martin, Good Times. Like, these are things I was watching outside of TV, but we didn't have anything live on TV that looked like that. At least to my recollection. If you guys know of shows that were giving that during that time period I mentioned, like middle school. So what was that, like 2000 and... Damn! Fuck! I don't know when that was, like 2010? That's a long ass time. 2010 to 2017, like what shows are really giving that energy? Like let me know down below, unless I'm missing something, but I might tap in now if y'all have recommendations. So we weren't getting that, but Insecure came in and saved the day. I just can never thank Issa Rae enough for giving us our time to shine <laughs> on television. Also, HBO, I might add, like, they were talking about it on Drink Champs, but I know my girl's getting cut a check. She's getting that check off rip from Insecure, but definitely now because of rap shit. Like, we know the girl eats when it comes to television to where she's getting her motherfucking check with rap shit. And I love that for her. Like, what I do to be in Issa Rae's presence, just to tell her how much she's, like, helped me find myself through her content and through her whole ass existence. Like I see myself in her in real life too. Very much awkward black girl. Shout out to Marge cause she put me onto the YouTube series. I had never seen it before until Marge told me about it. I fucking loved it. The way that the characters in awkward black girl made it to insecure. And then some of them are even in rap shit. I'm just like, it's so obvious her character through the minimal things I've seen from her. Like, I just told you, I've only seen Awkward Black Girl. Well, okay, Awkward Black Girl, Insecure. She fucking, I think, I don't know if she co-produced, executive produced um, Sweet Life Los Angeles, which I've told y'all about. But she had her dealings there and now rap shit. I'm like, she seems like the type of bitch that if you could fit in, she's going to put you on. And I have to respect her for that. Like, that's the one thing I can only hope to be. My whole goal in this lifetime is to eat down. And I'm trying to do it with my friends and family. The fuck? Like, to me, success in my head has never been like, oh, it's solely for you to be the best by yourself. I feel like, I just told y'all earlier, like, the recept, recept, what? The representation of me being successful would mean that we're all successful in the process because there's no way. There's no way I'm going to eat solo. The fuck? So that's just what her energy gives me. They talked about it on Drink Champs, and I just know that to be true now because she's just phenomenal as a human and a creator. And I just want to give her all my flowers and all my roses. Please. I just love her. The last shows I can recall, like I said, from my childhood that had that depiction of black family, black people in general, kind of our culture, 
It's literally like childhood shows, you guys. Like Raven, The Proud Family. That's literally the two shows I put. On top of those other ones I said earlier. <laughs> Jesus! Not this stuttering. God, not me being tipsy. The shot took me over the edge. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Let me stop playing around. But yeah, for real, for real. Like, those are the last shows I really can recall that gave me that feeling of connection. Shows from then on out, I couldn't fully relate because... But they were... You know, humor is one thing because, of course, like, we have shows that are fucking hilarious. But you get what I'm saying. Like, there's something about a show that has black people that's essentially telling your stories, the shit that you grew up on and you've experienced in your own life that you can't help but connect to and relate to. And that's definitely how I feel with Insecure. So with all that being said, this whole blabble, <laughs> I don't know if that was a babble, you guys. I'm sorry about that. But my favorite characters. Um, If it wasn't obvious enough, Issa from season one to season five. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, she cheated. Yikes. Sorry. But she's my favorite from the show. Molly, but specifically during her healing era. Like her and Issa's relationship was everything even through the rough parts too like their friendship was everything to me i'll never forget when they finally linked up at the end of one of those seasons to like fix their issues and stuff and are we still friends by tyler was playing. long ago long ago long ago like girl they had to get it together and they did like they came back strong as fuck season five when they went to um the college for i don't know what that was but when i went to the college and they got robbed by their college friend great but that just showed afterwards how they laughed it off like they have such a strong friendship and i love that i loved the the storyline that was there for them throughout all five seasons like i think they grew so much that it's like weird to realize like where they came from but that's real life like i feel like i look back on even myself damn i could go back a few months ago and be like who the fuck is that hoe but i'm gonna say my freshman year of college i was completely different than how I am now uh, <laughs> I just cringed thinking about who I was back then but it wasn't necessarily cringeworthy I'm just like this girl like if only she knew what was possible or like what we what where life could go like the opportunities that I could create for myself I probably would have did been a different person had I known these things but again that's part of the journey like it is what it is it's where I can't necessarily cringe and that's why I can't knock Molly's character like season one two and three because it was part of her journey like season four her wedding her wedding are you kidding me they were so cute oh I just 
I love it. I love it. I love it. I love growth. I love being able to see it. I don't. I don't think I necessarily see it in myself until I, until I look back on like what I've done. But it's something about growth that's gonna do it for me every time. Like, ooh, love Molly. Love her relationship with Issa. Love her relationship with all the girls. Like, good solid friend group. Kelly, this girl, she's a fucking nut. She's literally a nutcase. And I love it. I feel like every friend group has that girl that you're like, girl, <laughs> this girl, that's Kelly. That's Kelly in their friend group. And I love her for it. Like, she was so fucking funny. But also, I feel like her too sometimes. Specifically, this season I'm thinking of, season five, when she, when they said she like died or something. And the only thing they remembered her by was like her stanky leg. And then the rest of the season, she spent like figuring out if she was to actually die, like what legacy she wanted to leave behind. Same thing I'm going through right now. Like these are real life situations that she chose to televise and depict in such a way that just really like helps you connect your own thoughts when they're like told by someone else, if that makes sense. That's the kind of processor I am, I feel like. Like, I have some thoughts running in my head, but not knowing what the fuck it actually means until it's, like, spoken out by someone else. And I'm like, yo, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. So definitely that era of Kelly's storyline, I related to a lot. Loved her character. And like I said, Lawrence, during his healing era specifically, he was going in on Issa too much. I just remember this part where they had the birthday dinner for Tiffany, Derek, that's her husband, Derek's birthday party, the dinner party, and then Lawrence and Issa went outside, and he said something like, because you're a fucking hoe, what? Nah, he went too in, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that shit was crazy because he went in and he had that like girlfriend from his job or whatever. Yeah, he said something like, because you were too busy being a fucking hoe. What? He went in. He was hurt. He was butt hurt, which I get. But also, like he said during what I'm going to get to soon because it needs its own like little babble for real. Like they had to grow apart. To grow back together is what I'm going to say. I think they both needed to realize like what the fuck was really going on. Like, boy, you were laying on the couch for two years, not doing shit. Girl, you were being cheaty. Like, you were cheating, though. You did cheat. Like, let's be fucking for real. So the fact that they had that time apart to figure that out, figure out themselves without each other and like go through life, trying to like navigate how they wanted to continue the rest of their lives only to find each other again was everything for me you guys this is gonna be the next entry i'm not gonna get too deep i'm not gonna say shit for real because it's literally gonna be the next entry i'm hopeless romantic i knew from the beginning they were gonna be together and that's just it i knew what it was and i'm supporting it i'm sorry well could he have done it without the baby, though? Maybe. But, I mean, hey. 
it is what it is. So I had to support. Like, I just loved even their storyline too. Even with all the bullshit in between. Like, the way it ended wasn't ideal for either of them, I'm assuming. But they just found their way back. And the love storyline is going to do it for me every time. That's the first thing I'm attached to with any show. I'm like looking around to see who the fuck is going to fall in love with who. Because, bitch, y'all about to be together. And I'm going to eat it up. So that's definitely how I felt with them. I loved their storyline. Like I said, even with all the bullshit. Because they just found their way back. <laughs> Shout out. Wait, I'm going to put that in the rec center at the end. Because if y'all don't know, then mm, you got to be put on, I guess. But, yeah, those are my favorite characters from Insecure off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of some randos. I like. I liked the guy who lived in Issa's apartment building. But he never used the letter C, I think. Or B. You know who I'm talking about. He didn't use one of them letters. I think it was C. B? I'm having a brain fart. I don't know which letters, but you know what I'm talking about. He was funny as fuck. I liked, um, Derek. Not Derek, but what's their other friend? But apparently he was married or something. And he lived with, like, Lawrence lived with him for, like, a while. Damn, I don't remember his name. I'm going to put it here. Because <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. You know what? While I'm here, let's get into all the fine-ass men that were all insecure. Ooh. Woo. I need to know what the casting process was for those men. Because it's giving 50%, bitch, you need to be an actor. Like, you need to act down. And the other 50 was, bitch, if you're not fine as fuck, you need to exit stage left. Daniel, fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nathan was fine, too. No, she was not about to end up with Nathan, and we knew that. Well, I knew. If you didn't know, I don't know why. Because I already knew. They were not about to be together. But he was fine. Damn. I'm having a brain fart, you guys. Lawrence was fine, too. Let's see. What the? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, okay, okay. The guy I was just talking about before, his name was Chad. He was funny. I fucked with his character. He was kind of like the voice of reason, but also he'd be saying his own bullshit. So it's like, boy, what the fuck are you talking about? But also you might be onto something kind of vibes. I fuck with his character. Andrew, Molly fumbled. She fumbled. But did she really? Because, no, his family was racist for real. And he was trying to like soothe that over. No, no, they were racist. Those people were racist at the motherfucking resort. Because why the fuck would she be there with no card or something? Like, mm, they were racist. So she dodged a bullet. But he was fine. He was fine as fuck. So was Daniel. Dang, even Dro had a little bit of something, something. He was fine too. Let me see who else. His name's Thug Yoda also, who I was talking about. Who didn't um use 
C. I'm going to say it was C. But the Yoda, he was funny as fuck. Loved his character. Okay, yeah, that's the main guys from Insecure. And they were all fine. Like, that's crazy. Oh, my God, I forgot. Um, Leon Thomas was on it, too. He was fine, too. I think him and Issa hooked up for a little bit. He lived, like, below her or something. I don't remember, but... The men were fine. Like, sh girl, girl. Let me... Give me some time to get it the fuck together. How you gonna have a good-ass storyline? All the men are fine. The music's fucking insane also. Like, the soundtrack was... Out of this world. I loved it. I found so many songs and so many artists from her music taste. Also, the fact that I knew some of the songs that she was putting in the show just gasses me a little bit and I don't know why but I'm just like oh not me and East was into the same shit like a real ass bitch I love her all of it was 10 out of 10 the men were amazing um and so was the soundtrack that's where I literally wrote music is 10 out of 10 we do not have shows executing amazing soundtracks like that at all. I'm going to give Euphoria their hat too. Because they have been doing that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Where where are we getting that? Like, Issa Rae really put a lot in one when it came to that show. And I'm just going to stand forever because of that. In terms of favorite episodes... I have two, and both need their shine. So first, I will reference the note that I put about how I have to recreate that Coachella episode before I die. That episode was iconic as fuck. The Molly, the Molly, <laughs> wait, first of all, Molly doing Molly at Coachella. The Molly at Coachella, Issa and Nathan, in the Ferris wheel? Y'all, come on. Beyonce? That's also the year Beyonce was there. Like, everything up until Kelly got tased and shit, that whole trip was giving. Like, I have to recreate that whole season. Her and Nathan were so cute then. I feel like she was just taking things as they came during that era. And then, like, look what happened. Like, it was all so sweet and just... So fun and new. I just was eating it up. Uh, I love a love storyline. Like That was giving good vibes through the TV. Like I loved that episode. And of course, my number one. I'm not going to lie. It's my favorite one. Don't ask me how many times I've rewatched this episode either because I'm not telling you. But that red and blue. The shaking, the shaking. Me. The episode when Lawrence and Issa hook back up again. <coughs> Are you for real? That was everything. That episode was everything to me. <laughs> as a hopeless romantic, I know what that means. Y'all know that tweet where it's like, as a street nigga, I know what that means. <laughs> me! Me, when I saw the episode, I knew they were going to end up together. One way or another, they was about to figure it the fuck out and they was going to end up together. Did I expect him to say that Condola was fucking pregnant the episode afterwards? Hell nah. But I already knew what it was. Like, they were going to figure it out and they were going to end up together. So, I had no choice but to eat and stand, of course. Because that red and blue episode, 
was showcasing the growth that they hadn't had a chance to tap into over like the last two years or something. I don't know how long they hadn't been together. I'm trying to like think in my head. Damn, it's given like maybe three, four years. They weren't together. Like they were probably beefing for like a year or something. Or two. Then they started being more cordial. But then they got friendly to where they went on that date to go talk. Like, ooh, I might have to rewatch tonight just because cause the episode did it for me. Then when Issa was like, what if I just stayed? Because Condola called him saying how like she wanted to talk. And he was like, okay, I'll try to come tonight. And then Issa saw and she was like, was that Condola? And then he was like, yeah, she just wanted to talk. And then she was like, well, I have fun. Like, bye or whatever. Then he was like, okay, bye. But then she was like, what if I don't want to go? And then he was like, what do you mean? And then she was like, or no, he was like, well, I have fun tonight. Tonight made me happy. And then she was like, you make me happy. Ooh! You guys. Mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. I can't get into it right now because like, I'm getting emotional. Like That love. Mind you, they're whole actors. Like, oh, they were eating. They ate. That love, I just felt it through the screen. I was like, nah, they need to be together. It doesn't matter. I don't know if it doesn't matter that much because we did find out he had a baby on the way, like, right afterwards. But, hey, it at that moment, it didn't matter. Like, they were so cute. I just loved it, you guys. Uh all in all, I'm rating the show in a million out of ten. The show's phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's on HBO Max, five seasons. Like I said, I think it's either eight episodes each or ten. I'm saying eight. And that show is just black excellence. Like, it'll literally go down in history is what I'm saying. Like, I didn't realize as it was playing, but looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be that old ass hoe. Telling my, damn, even to where I'll probably be re-watching it, like, for the rest of my life. To where my kids might see it, and they gonna get hooked. And then their kids are gonna see it, and they'll get hooked too. Like, it's giving that. It's giving generational, because it's just Chef's Kiss. There's shows like that now, like I told you earlier. Like, Martin is like that for me. I watched it growing up with my family. I watch it now. Same thing with Fresh Prince. Shows like that we do not have. So I will cherish and give flowers every time they appear in my face. And Insecure was that for me. Can y'all relate? Like, please. I already know some of y'all can relate. Because, I mean, it was Insecure after all. Like, y'all had to have seen that, you know? So, Issa Rae, if you're watching this, You've inspired me in ways that you couldn't even fathom because all you were doing was being yourself and I have no choice but to respect you for that and give you kudos and flowers every time. Don't let me see Issa Rae in person, y'all, because I might have to buy her some flowers off the street or some shit like, bitch, you're iconic as fuck. She's the best. Love everything she does. Insecure was, is, 
will be history forever. And I'm so honored to have been a part of it in real time. Like, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Because I'm thinking how, like, bitch, when people were watching Martin, they were not on Twitter. We did not have no Twitter. So that's really what I'm trying to say. Like, we did not have a black show that we were able to do that with collectively in a minute. I could say power, but, you know, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Insecure because it was just giving every time. Had social media in a chokehold and I was one of the few. Literally choked the fuck up because, yeah, it's just a phenomenal show. And I love it, you guys. I could talk about it all day, but I'm going to leave you with that because, ooh, just too good. So, you guys, let me know if you watched Insecure down below. What was your favorite episode? Like I told y'all. I'm going to say the red and blue and the Coachella episode for sure. I'm trying to think what else. Um, maybe it's dry as hell. I got to see the first episode because of that too. <laughs> Molly literally said that girl's talking about me. And that boy said, bitch, and dipped the fuck out. Like that is so fucking funny. So I have to say the first episode, the pilot was crazy. Like, I already knew I was going to be hooked off the pilot. I just, I love her. And I love everything she does. I can't wait to see how she grows from here. She's giving me, like, a Shonda Rhimes level. But on some completely different shit. Like, I know I was talking shit about Shonda Rhimes in the Grey's episode because why the fuck was she killing everybody like that? But she was killing it in the process because that TV, that drama, that zest. I haven't seen that in TV since. Like, the only show I know that's so OD like that is Grey's. And I still be tuning in, like I just said. So, Issa Rae's in her own lane for sure. And to watch her, like, carve out a fucking road for other black women creatives to walk down and, like, figure out their own roads and own lanes is phenomenal i'm just in awe i love a visionary you guys how many times can i say that i will say it a million and 36 times because that's really how i feel like i love a visionary and i'm always gonna tip my hat off so you guys that's the end of this tv box talk about insecure like Thank you to Issa Rae for producing content that allows me to see myself depicted in a way that lets me think, but also relate and also laugh and also cry. Because I did cry when I finished season five. It was just too good. I feel all the emotions. I take them in. I hold them close. And I apply it to my everyday life. I just love her. And I will forever respect her for her artistry you know that's really all it is you guys so yeah that's the end of insecure's episode let me see what we have for um the rec center because like i said it was already gonna give drink champs y'all have to watch that interview it was fucking phenomenal like i loved it um oh wait hold on okay i wrote a lot watched Issa Rae and i was in awe oh yes it was it was phenomenal Forever in awe, visionaries, and all my faves are. I want to expand on my creativity so much. Like, I feel like I don't have, true, the peak funds, but I have the mind. 
So I'm going to eat either way because it takes guts to step outside of the norm. But when you know you're destined for more, why would you lose? Like, be motherfucking for real. That's literally what I wrote. And I really feel that. Like, she was dead ass in college just making those little short films with um awkward black girl. Pharrell literally gave her, like, um, the funds to produce season two of that, which is crazy. And then look where she ended up. Like, all these shows and just all the success. Like, I love her for being herself. And that's just amazing. Um, so I'm going to recommend the first Drink Champs with Issa Rae. Then also, I started watching the one with ASAP Rocky. And I put watching ASAP in my brain. Oh my god, yes! The one with ASAP was really, really good. He's another visionary. And I always had to tip my hat off to a fucking visionary. And I put how... It was coming... It was like connecting for me how... That's how I want this podcast to turn into... First of all, when I'm in the right place in life, fast forward to the part of my life where everything's going to be okay. That's how I want the podcast to be, like, bottles on deck, tree on deck. <laughs> the podcast would be BY, but what? I got to go, you guys. I got to go. The podcast would be BYOB on me, but you just pull up. The vibes, like, it's everything. The videos... Yeah, and the videos are hella long. Like, the interviews are mad long. The Issa Rae one was, like, two minutes. And two minutes. Two hours. And so was the ASAP one. I haven't even finished it yet. I think it was, like, 2.30 or something. So how I've been doing them is, like, watching 50 minutes straight. But then I'll go back and watch another 20 minutes, watch another 30 minutes and shit like that. So it's been perfect for me. Like I told y'all in the first entry, that's kind of what I've been on YouTube for right now. So... Perfect. I love interviews anyway, so it's nice to see like creatives in a more chill environment. I feel like podcasts or interviews, how I remember them to be, is more like you're sitting in a chair with like fucking Oprah or something and you're like, yes, I don't do drugs and shit. Like, okay, I don't, I don't really care about all that. They got the drinks on deck, the tree on deck, everyone's just chilling, smoking, talking shit, and I love it. Like, watch those interviews i'd recommend them drink champs is fucking iconic and manifesting for tdd to bring some of that energy in the coming years months days i don't know i'm just putting it in the universe like i have faith in this podcast to be bigger than what i imagine it to be so i'm here for it so that's my first two for the rec center the third one is what I said earlier, this song, Find Your Way Back by Beyonce, but I'm going to recommend the whole album, the Lion King album. Y'all, come on, come on. First of all, y'all need to hear Find Your Way Back. Bigger, Bigger's had me in tears on multiple occasions, like Beyonce's pen never lives off that fucking paper she ate down on that album so i'm gonna recommend those two and i'll put some other ones in the comments like my favorites from that album i'm gonna put them down there so i could tap in so that's my third and then i can't give y'all too much but the last one <laughs> y'all i've been watching i've been re-watching some all dev digital videos because again some visionaries like they literally 
as soon as we went into quarantine, they were already on top of it, like trying to figure out how to continue to make content, which I'll forever be like, bitch, I owe y'all my life because I was tuned in. Whatever day they were posting these videos, I was tapped in. They would literally be recording content over Zoom and the shit was so fucking funny because I just started rewatching it and it's the quarantine games. Like they would basically be playing games over Zoom, like um categories um what's that card game cards against humanity shit like that like black card revolts different little games and such um and just like making jokes throughout the process like that shit was so funny to me i don't know i don't know if it's just me or something but i would literally be like laughing out loud even when i was just rewatching it right now like i was dead ass laughing out loud because they're just so funny and i put how they're like 30 to 40 year old comedians, also visionaries, like I did just say that, who ate during quartile. That's what fucking autocorrect turned it into, but quarantine, all those videos are so funny. And if you got nothing else from this episode, a bitch loves a visionary and I can only hope to become one in the future. You know, I just wanna tap in more and more and more. And lastly, this is the last one. Aaliyah J, Aaliyah J, Aaliyah J, Aaliyah J, an OG, bruh. If y'all don't know about no Aaliyah J story times, I don't know what to tell you. Like, were you even on YouTube for real? The fuck? Love me some Aaliyah J. I just started tapping in more recently because I saw a video on my recommendations page where she was talking about self-love and she was talking about how, like, the last year was really hard for her because she basically realized how she was like seeking like outside approval and like validation from people but she was ultimately making herself unhappy in the process there's like a million arrows like pointing at me because me that's how i feel right now like i'm going through that right now unlearning all of that and stuff um so i was relating to that video horde very very hard i'm gonna link it down below it was phenomenal she was gonna get ready with me which is also very much og like i don't watch those anymore i used to in high school but i feel like my youtube interests changed since then like i do not watch makeup tutorials and shit like that but i will do it for Leah j because she's motherfucking Leah j so yeah that video was phenomenal i'm gonna link it down below if y'all couldn't even relate to like feeling very much lost very confused with what you have allowed throughout your life but you got to a point where you realize like why do i allow these things to happen or why do i allow myself to endure these kinds of things you know that video was touching on that so i'm gonna put that down below as well and that's all i have for rex under you guys like this was <laughs> this dance i just did i'm gonna say this was a thumbs up i like this episode granted i haven't heard it back and i haven't seen the video but shit y'all will see it so let me know what you think down below you guys i love talking with you and i love sharing this space with you guys we're on the road to something iconic as fuck and i want to say with my chest y'all are a part of something iconic and you just don't know it yet i don't even know it myself so trust me we're here we see each other thank you for supporting me being present 
and listening to my ass blabble. This time for an hour and four minutes, I believe. So I'm gonna leave you there because I don't wanna talk too much. But I love you guys. Thanks again for tuning in and I will see you very, very, very soon with the next entry. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all think I should take like a singing class? I'd be for real thinking about that. Like I'm trying to work on my vocals. I've always been a bitch that wanted to learn how to sing. Bye. That was kind of good. For real though. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in again. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Nah, that was trash. My bad, y'all. Ooh, I hope y'all not listening to this this far. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god. Bye, you guys. See you soon.